Are you sick of being told that you need to become a boss babe building her empire? Ugh. Is your preferred state actually vegetative in front of some reality TV? Do celebrities mean more to you than your actual family? If so, we're your gals. I'm Lauren. I'm Chandler. And we are the Pop Apologists. We're two sisters who every Wednesday catch up on the most important things in life, like reality TV, celebrity gossip, and our shared love of not working hard, but working soft. Or not at all. Listen along as we divulge the hottest takes we can give without getting canceled. Like the oppressive societal norm that in addition to paying my bills, I need to have impressive hobbies. Or the fact that every single holiday on Instagram has been ruined by shameless thirst traps. Or that the fastest way to really know a man is to look at his explore page. Tune in every Wednesday to our pod, Pop Apologists. Pop Apologists, wherever podcasts are found. Welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. Hey, Gina. Hi, Anne. We just had a fantastic chat with one of our good friends, Jacques Peterson from the Unpopular Podcast. God, he's so fun to talk to. We talked to him for a really long time. And he's we in did. Australia. So it's evening for us, morning for him. 17 he's, hours different. So it's a challenge to work out the uh, timing of it all. But yes. he's so good. He's worth listening to. Definitely. So stay tuned for that. We God, what did we talk about with him? A lot. We talked about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We talked Vanderpump. We talked Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise and Welcome to Plathville. All shows that he has some unpopular opinions on. <laughs> He's such a good friend of the podcast, and we really enjoy him. So some of the shows we didn't talk with Jacques about, Real Housewives of Potomac. This party that Giselle Is that what you're calling it? Well, was it a party? It was a launch party for her podcast, but nobody really knew what they were going No, because the name of the podcast is... Reasonably Shady. Right. So when she sent out the invitation, it was like, come to our Reasonably Shady. So they were all reading into it like what the fuck is this about and it was weird because it was at her house but not in her house it no, was because in, it's still being constructed and, and what a mess that oh, house is by the mess. way why even have it there have it somewhere else have it at a restaurant and you weren't even allowing all of the people to go see your house no <laughs> she only... didn't want to let karen in or uh Mia. wendy was it oh it no was it was wendy, wendy and karen she's like no they're not invited in the house like yeah. come on well she did have like a porta potty outside ridiculous why even have it there there were bugs mosquitoes there was you know not reasonably shady it was just it was very shady and i did listen to the podcast and and wait so did you go back to the first podcast well i listened to the most recent one okay how many do they have has it been um, out a while it's been out a while i didn't scroll back and look but i mean i just wanted to listen just for the sake of listening and the thing is, they can't talk about housewives at all. Ugh, so what are they so, talking about? I mean, just stuff. Oh, just like nothing. Not interested. So it wasn't, it to me, it wasn't very interesting. They talk about their life. I mean, Giselle's not going to give anything up. They talk a little bit about their lives. Robin talked about moving into her house, her kid's school. It was boring. <laughs> so save yourself a listen. All right. Thank you. I won't listen. <laughs> so uh, what else happened well, beside this reasonably shady party? Oh, my God. Karen had just had her... What oh, her she call it? But she didn't call it vaccination. 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 
<laughs> and the way they filmed it was fantastic. She was like blurry eyes, like looking she was at on them. LSD or yes. something. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I didn't have that effect when I had my vaccination. God, I wish I had that effect. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I do think that her and Giselle are getting along. It's so wild to me. They hate each other, yet they get along really well. Well, these ladies are with the program. They know what they have to do. They know what the assignment is and they make it work. They don't like each other. They're super shady to each other, but they can still be in the same room together. They can. That I just that whole scene was fantastic. The, all the ladies were there at the same time. Candace of course was a little out of control. I mean, she's just so she's so mean to Ashley. So it came up that Mia talked to Candace's mom and asked um, if Chris was being paid. Asked if Chris was being paid and all that. And then Candace is like, Mia, your mom is the one that's low budget. And yeah, but she doesn't know about the mom being in prison. She doesn't? Why would I she don't say think that? So. so she just says shit that well, it doesn't mean Candace anything. Always says shit. And by the way, that outfit that she was wearing looked so uncomfortable. And the way she was walking in those shoes down the driveway with the, the feathers. little ties. These people yeah. get so dressed up to go to an a parking, mm. you know, a driveway party. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and then we find out Karen drunk dialed Robin. Can you imagine? Wait, when? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, she drunk drunk dialed Robin. You don't remember that happening? Mm-mm. We didn't when was see that? it. Oh, we didn't, they talked, they talked about, about it. it. They talked oh, about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So does Karen, you think Karen gets drunk a lot? She likes to tip it a little, maybe. Maybe. What about when, when Ray was bringing in her three-wick candles and he could barely carry the box? It was like, don't don't have Ray carry that fucking box. And who was calling Ray, by the way? Was it a spam call? Prop. Of course. Of course it was. <laughs> that was bullshit. <laughs> and then we find out that the couple, they're going on a couple's trip to the Chesa- Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. But it's, even that is like, okay, all of the husbands are invited. Um, Giselle... I don't know who you're going to be bringing. She said, your luggage, you and your luggage will be there. (laughs) Robin is still holding a grudge towards Wendy also. Like, get over it. Yeah, they, you know, that's what they do. That's what they do. Yes. Also, Candace's mom acting like at the video thing, like, oh, yeah, the ladies were just asking me things. I don't know what I said to them. She can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. She's got fake amnesia. Ooh. What are we like halfway through the season? Are we only halfway through? Maybe I don't know, more. But that, that they're a really good group of shady ladies. They're kind of like <laughs> well, Atlanta's not so much because they what well, they hold a grudge. Used to be, but New Atlanta York. Used they're to like be that New, way. York. New, York. New York, old New York, old New York, old New York. Yeah, they have issues, but they still can come together. They can. Let's move to Salt Lake City. Apparently, Beauty Lab and Laser exploded because of Zoom calls. Had we known, and maybe that's that's the reason I. When got some Botox. B- what? I, what you did? <laughs> what? I had to look at myself in the in the camera. <laughs> it's not pretty. I'm with you, and that Zoom and Skype and all that it makes you look at yourself a little bit more. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, and you look and you're like, ooh, eyes are kind of puffy today. Ooh, ooh, ooh that's not looking good. Happening. So I can see this makes sense to me that Beauty Lab and Laser would yeah. explode because of Zoom calls. Good for her. Good, Good for, for the her. business. Ugh. <laughs> Jen Shaw. I don't even know where to start with Jen Shaw. So Jen being annoyed and angry that Meredith hasn't forgiven her. I, I don't understand it. She is always making herself the victim. She always brings it back to herself. Always. 
No, and she always ends up crying about it. She cannot take any responsibility <sighs> for anything Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that she did. And she killed, keeps saying that it wasn't her, it wasn't her, when we all know it was fucking her. She liked the stuff. She shared the stuff. Why can't she just apologize to Meredith? She can't do it. She will never do it. No. She will never. She's it's a blame her. shifter. Mm-hmm. Now, what, her. what home projects is Sharif doing while he's home? On their rental home? Oh, he's... No, she said he's going to Home Depot all the time. Yeah, he doesn't want to be around you, Jen. He's going to Home Depot. He's not doing anything. He's hanging out there to not be around you. Okay, but what about when Mary went to lunch with her son, Robert Jr.? How old is he? He Because he acts like he's 10 and she treats him like he's 10. He's 18. And for the way him, she talks to oh him God. is bizarre. It's, it's, the whole interaction was strange. Let's say a prayer. Louder. Louder. Why are you eating like that? You're going to join the army. You need to join the army to straighten yourself up. Well, that tells me he's sitting in his room eating snacks and watching TV. Yeah, she's probably letting playing video him do games. that. She's let him do that for years and now she wants him to straighten up. He's a lazy ass kid who's never had to work in his life and now he wants to move out because of course mom all of a sudden is picking on him. The dad tells Mary, oh, our son wants to move out. Yeah, because mom's making me get up out of bed. Oh my God. Well, let him move out. Goodbye. Yeah, but then he goes, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Well, she wants get he yourself wants, a fucking job. Yeah, he wants his parents to pay for no, it. He's a lazy ass kid. He is lazy. I mean, that room says it all. Jenny's daughter is freaking hilarious with her little science experiment. Yeah, but I think even Jacques said on his podcast, he goes, Jenny's daughter is getting more airtime than Jenny. Well, that's because she's more entertaining <laughs> than Jenny. What do you think of the storyline that Jenny doesn't want to have more kids? I mean, would she have eight miscarriages? The, that husband is know. not forcing her to have more kids. No, I think that's a storyline. Yeah, line. I feel bad that the husband has to go along with this. Well, now we I can don't see like through it. all the bullshit storylines. <laughs> Normally, we'd be like, fuck that husband. But now I'm like, yeah, no. She talked the husband into saying that, making it a storyline. Oof. No, but no, it's, no, no. I'm enjoying it. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for all the FBI activity. Oh, my when God. But wait, when in. Meredith shows up at the ice fishing with Jen Shaw. Oh, and she wasn't supposed to show up. No. Jen Shaw is a fucking bitch to her. Oh, she's a total bitch. Oh, and by the way, God. who wants to go ice fishing? I don't know. That looked miserable. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they do in the snow areas, don't they? Isn't that one of their things? I don't know. I'm not Probably. a cold person. I'm not either. I mean, I like the coats and stuff, but uh, you love a coat. That's it. (laughs) But Jen Shaw completely denied it again. Well, she had some kind of a Zoom call. I don't know what for, but apparently she brought it up on a Zoom call. So did she have like a. You mean about Brooks? Yeah. Talking about Brooks. She did Zoom. She was sharing things. She was liking things. But then she turned around and she's like, What are you guys talking about? Why didn't you think of my kids too? You all thinking about everybody else's kids and your own kids. What about my kids who had to hear that Brooksy saw my vagina? Well, he did. He did. (laughs) It's not a lie. Brooksy saw your vagina. It was the first one he ever saw and he didn't like it. It scared the shit out of him. (laughs) It wasn't pretty. (laughs) She needs to go to beauty lab and laser. does have a pretty vagina? Like, Vaginas aren't pretty. No, but what are you doing kicking your legs up it's if gross. you're not wearing underwear when there's... She's fun. She was being fun. Yeah, she's not And fun. it turned against her. Not fun. Mm-mm. So a little bit about Below Deck. Captain Sandy and Malia got into it again. Captain I, it Sandy. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. <sighs> the way she was going at Malia, you could tell that Captain Sandy felt like Malia lied to her. And she doesn't deal with lying well. 
Well, I feel like Captain Sandy's been getting a lot of shit for being too passive. And so she had to kind of flex her muscle a little bit and blow up at Malia. And it was all for show. I think it was too. And it was embarrassing. But did you hear the latest that Mm. Captain Sandy's hanging up her anchor and she's going to be a motivational speaker? Excuse me, as I have a drink when you say that. Well, <laughs> she already is gig. trying to do that. I mean, she's already a motiv- blah, motivational speaker, isn't she? Is she? I think. Hmm. Um, Malia is dating the engineer. Who we really have. Maybe we've seen him in passing, but he hasn't really been on the show. Oh, he was like the good looking one. And they weren't dating while they were filming. It was after they were filming. Interesting. I also think that Katie should have kept Delaney just to do the fucking laundry. Yeah, she should not have let her go. No. That, put her in that I, she, laundry room. Again, she must hate Delaney so much that she wouldn't even put her in the laundry room? Well, yeah, but then Katie and Courtney are working so hard. They're both exhausted. There's How many no more charters way. do they There's have? There's no way that two people can handle that. When are you sleeping? Bad bad move, Katie. No, bad it, move. Yeah. I know that Katie says that she thrives on stress. Mm. That That's too much. You're not sleeping then. Well, yeah, but that doesn't last for very... Maybe for a day, but not ongoing. Yeah, it's too no. much. And David is not helpful because he fell and hit his leg and he can't do shit. So he's down. They're down a man up there. I mean, how bad was that fall Ooh, to make him I'm telling you, totally was, incapacitated for the most bad. part? I mean, the bruise is bad. It's but, pretty big. But the bruise is not the half of it. He can't walk. Yeah, it's going to take a while. <laughs> pretty bad. All right. We got to talk maths, Houston. It's getting good. By the way, my husband's having a poker game here mm-hmm. tomorrow night with your husband and I was at Costco buying food for it and (laughs) I bought those fucking macaroons do you ever see those things I bought them because of maths because the fucking what's her name Mirla do you like macaroons macaroons. I don't love them but I do love a red velvet and there's a red velvet one oh see they're not my favorite oh me neither I said how bad they were but I bought them I'm so easily swayed (laughs) what the hell I just watched this and Gil gave her a whole tower of macaroons and I bought the macaroons. Apparently pain in the ass. Mirla loves them. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Jose and Raquel because they had Rachel? a rough. What did I say? Raquel? Yeah. Rachel? Raquel is Vanderpump. Oh, Rachel. Jose and Rachel. So they've made up. They're like come back together this now. This was. Hmm. I think they might be still together. Yeah. I think she is extremely forgiving. I don't know how she could get past, ooh, he kept saying, you know, it was all about the lockout and all yeah. that. And he's like, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't do it on purpose. There was all these excuses. And she kept having to push and push and push. Just say you're sorry. Just say you're sorry. That's it. And then finally he does it after like begging him to say it. Then he says it. And she's like, I believe you now. And I'm like, what the hell? I wanted them to talk or I wanted... Rachel to talk about the Johnny, the name that she said that pissed him off so bad. I wanted her to say, listen, we've been together three weeks. Johnny is in our friend group. It was a complete slip of the tongue. It had absolutely no meaning. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, I wanted to hear that conversation. Yeah, that it wasn't mm, even addressed. Nope. So nope. he apologized. He said he didn't lock the door on purpose. He wrote these little note cards. Well, yeah, that which was weird that he's not a good listener and he'll listen better and mm-hmm. promising all these things. Why do you have to write him down? On, I also felt like he's a person that will do whatever it takes to get back in your good graces. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite trust him yet. 
I think they're probably fine. And as long as she trusts him, fine. Like, does she like him that much where it was so easy to forgive? I, think I don't she, think I, I don't think I could have gotten there that yeah, quick. Yeah, not, no, not knowing him three weeks. Mm, I mean, no, but he did kind of have an epiphany and he realized his wrongdoing and tried to make it work. And then he planned this baseball anniversary thing, which what was she eating? By the way, it was a huge bone. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> it looked like a Fred Flintstone. Could have been. Could have been. He was eating a burger and fries and she had this humongous like rib protein. Bone. It's protein. He also semi agreed to travel, which I think is a huge step. And I think they are traveling right oh, now. Good. Okay. Yeah. So if he really is sincere in all that he's saying, Fantastic. I just didn't quite buy the quick turnaround with him. But maybe it's true. Yeah. And I have another feeling with Michaela and Zach. The same thing with her. Well, we she just felt like we missed something oh again. Oh, my God. Again, she's so hot and cold. So they go salsa dancing with Ugh. Mirla and Gil. And I love Gil, by oh the my way. God. Gil speaks all truth, yep. calls everybody out. They're doing the salsa dancing. They're all having fun. It's no big deal. The guys are very good. Mirla's very good. I thought. I thought Michaela was okay in the beginning. And then she like, boom, lost it. And she was embarrassed. She went to sit down. Doesn't this sound like the guy from last season? Yeah. Who got embarrassed dancing. He Vincent. Was like, yeah, Vincent. She sits down and they were like, hey, is everything okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. But poor Zach had to couple up with the male instructor. Yeah. And like, it was weird. It was weird. It was like, come on. He didn't on. want to dance Get with up the off your ass. I was like, is she hangry? What does she need? Yeah. What, what does she need right now? Because Gil asked her, is this... Is this like how your marriage goes? You give up. <laughs> if he wants to do something, you don't want to do it. You give up. And the look she gave him, mm-hmm. she goes, I don't think I gave up. He's like, you don't? Yeah, she Ooh. gave up. It she was, gave you up. suck it up and you go through. It's like, what, yeah. an hour class? Get over yourself. She's like, I just didn't want to do it. Wow. Well, no. Like, yeah. And then turn around. Boom. All of a sudden, he's like, for our one month anniversary, we didn't get to do our honeymoon. So I'm going to do a staycation and get a hotel room. She was all happy. It was hard to watch. It was like felt fake. Yeah, with the roses and the dinner, and then they went out giggling. And, you know that they had sex. Of and course, then they got up and, went out and got but food. I have to say, when it said two hours later, I was like, "Oh no, yeah, oh no." But Something no, happened. they were having food. Yeah, they were eating. They were hungry. They were hungry after sex. <laughs> <laughs> She's wacky, Michaela. She's I don't like trust it. I don't trust this something. relationship. Yeah, I don't trust it. I don't either. Uh, Brett and Ryan, I just feel bad. Brett had to put yeah. her dog down. That was sad. I mean, Ryan tried with the little scavenger hunt, but then he gave her a gift card to go. <laughs> I think it was for Lululemon or something. He's like, go get your Lulus. Mm. Like, really? You gave her a gift card? That's not I good. feel bad for Ryan because he he wants to like Trying. her and he wants to be in love with her and he just isn't. Uh, well, and he said from the beginning. And yeah. it's getting less. Well, and then when he rented out the theater and they watched their wedding, he's like, oh my God, I had so much hope. And I was so excited at that moment. I remember how hopeful I was. And I feel like I'm so far from that. It was sad. I mean, they're not going to work out. Mm-mm. You can be two good people and just not be a fit. Yeah. I mean, he knows there's not going to yeah. be any love there. How do you feel about Mirla and Gil right now? He said he's falling in love with her she was like yeah I'm falling in love oh by the way let's go back to Michaela a minute yeah Michaela says she's in love with him well yeah go figure she went from being unsure and and now she's in love with him so it's gonna yeah and then he says I can see myself falling for her I was surprised by his 
Switch. Um, switch, yeah. Again, are, what are we missing here? We're missing a lot, I feel Something. like. Something. But Marilyn Gill, they're really getting along well. She appreciates everything he does for her. Finally, we're seeing it and hearing it from her. I think she really likes him, and I think he really likes her, and he gives her crap for being a pain in the ass. And I think part of her pain in the assness is just sort of playing with him. Yeah. But God, she fucking complains about everything. She does. And, and that's going to wear on him. And when he says, don't you, or she said, don't you love that about me? He's like, eh. Yeah, not really. Like, the, get it together. The salsa lessons were too late. She was tired. Um, she doesn't want to be blindfolded because of her eyelashes. <laughs> and I I mean, it's a lot. But, but when she talks to the camera, she's like, I'm so happy. He's everything and more than I ever wanted. It's like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah, but the problem is, She's not showing him, and it, no. is it going to be too late? I think he knows. I think he knows it. I think she tells him in private. You think so? How else could he keep going, Maybe. right? Because he he's not going to keep giving without receiving. I always feel like she looks like she just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. She cares a lot about certain things and not, not about others. others. Like the hair, the greasy mm-hmm. hair. She cares about the eyelashes. She cares about the clothes. And the skin is very clean. But mm-hmm. the hair is always greasy. Yeah, and like do something with it. It's just hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny and Bao. I'm so confused by oh, this couple. I, oh, I can't figure God. either one of them out. First off, for their one month anniversary, they jump out of a plane, which is her bucket list. Amazing, like crazy. Yeah. So when I was dating Dan and I pretended like I was a crazy wild girl and we bungee jumped right after bungee jumping you get this adrenaline so like honest to god that like the sex is fucking crazy it's like <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. and it sounded like that's what it was with them but then he turns it on her like well i would like a little more foreplay and i don't like to just like be doing it all of a sudden because you want to do it what is he saying? He is nitpicking every little thing. Everything. He doesn't know what he wants. He is very, uh, I I think he's just trying to find things that. Why? Because he doesn't like her? I, I think so. I think he wants her to be sexy. Mm. And I don't think that she is. She is kind of childlike. We know this. Yeah. And that really and I, annoys him. Right. And I think he wants somebody a little more mature, a little sexy, a little more intriguing. And she's just bow. but she's the one who initiates everything he never initiates it that would be really frustrating because he's not attracted to her and he says to her i like when women are forward and initiate well she would like her husband to initiate once in a while but i also feel like she's doing all the work and he's not doing anything so when they go to dinner with everybody and everybody's going around kind of saying where the relationship is and she said well you know we're working on things you know, I feel like I'm giving a lot, a lot. I'm cooking these meals. I'm doing all this stuff. And as she's speaking, he's ripping the fucking <laughs> petals, the petals like crazily. And he is dying to speak up, but he doesn't. But why is he so bothered by that? I mean, if she was embellishing a little bit and saying that she cooks gourmet meals and okay, then have a conversation later and just go, you know, you said all this stuff, but really, I mean, you cooked me one meal. Or even bring it up at the point and go. In a joking way. Yeah, in a joking way. Go, what? What are you talking about? You cooked me one meal. No, because he's so annoyed, he wants out. 
Yeah. So he's looking at everything and he's like, she's controlling, manipulative, calculating. He is thinking of all these things to get out of this marriage. He's not happy. He wants out. He definitely wants out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even want to cuddle with her. No, and she's always the big spoon. And, and, and what did he? What did she do this last time? She did a little baby talk, and he's like, Ooh! he was so annoyed. Well, it, it is a little annoying. <laughs> and her friend, I'm not sure the advice the friend gave was not helpful. I mean, it was either just, one. His friend said, "Speak the truth, tell her everything you're thinking," which he does. That that's the problem. He tells her everything he's thinking, thinking it will turn her off, and all she does is be like, "Okay, um." I'll do it differently this next time. I mean, she is, she really is trying. He is so particular. He's too particular. Like the whole painting, when they were doing the the painting, he was so weird about her wanting the painting to look perfect and the hearts to match up. I mean, I kind of get it. I'm sorry <laughs> That's the way say. you would be. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hang it on the wall, right? Yeah. Was it that big a deal that she wanted oh, the painting? Oh, he was just annoyed by the fact that he, in his in his mind, it was like, well, it couldn't be fun because she wanted it to be perfect. So it what? could be both. It could be both. It could be both. Why doesn't he give her a hard time about it? Like, what are you doing? Go over and no, maybe not. Maybe not paint she over. Might flip out. <laughs> but he's taking everything so seriously. He just wants out. It doesn't matter. Well, and next week we see the um, I think it's Pastor Cal say, I've seen this before. Is there someone else? <gasps> Ooh. Well, yeah. okay, I've seen pictures, and this is not a spoiler because I don't think it's a spoiler, but I've seen things out now where Bao and Zach. Zach have been out. But this could be all just like they're friends. They can understand each other's circumstances. Right. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, she's never going to make him happy. I don't know never. if anyone is ever going to make him happy. Yeah. He's really turned he like, just I don't like him very much. I don't either. Every little thing he internalizes and it just festers with him and he blows it so far out of proportion. But then he'll still have sex with her, which is really fucking annoying. Also, he's boring in bed. Yeah, he's we vanilla. We learned this. He's vanilla. <laughs> she deserves better. Nobody wants vanilla. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So stay tuned for our wonderful conversation with Jacques from the Unpopular Podcast. Gina, it's that time to talk about Manscaped. Fall is here, Anne. Fall is here. Yep. Crop your man's bushes. <laughs> Manscaped is good for men or women. We got the nose trimmers, and so we've been using them. The weed whacker. The weed whacker. It's really good. Works really well. I mean, I get fucking nose hair. It's annoying. It's gross. Women need to whack weeds, too. Yes, we do. Right now, they have a special that is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you will find the lawnmower, the weed whacker, which is an ear and nose trimmer. I don't get ear hair, thank God. Not that I know of. I think it's one of the places I don't grow hair. <laughs> the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, not quite sure what a toner is for your balls, um, plus two free gifts, which happens to be the briefs and the case, travel bag. Case, yeah. yeah, I have all of that and it's all fantastic. So if you want to support our podcast, use our code at checkout, Dames Who Dish, receive 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping. And remember, it's for men and women. With Thanksgiving coming up, if you buy Thanksgiving gifts, I don't know, Christmas <laughs> coming up. Great gifts. I have two of my brother's birthdays in November. Guess what they're getting? Manscaped. Manscaped. Is it a little inappropriate? 
maybe. I don't care. <laughs> Their wives will be very happy. We have one of our favorite guests on. We only had him on once before. He's become so fucking popular. It's annoying. Not just popular, but unpopular. unpopular. <laughs> we have Jacques Peterson on from the Unpopular Podcast. Welcome back, Jacques. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. I feel like you two were the, the first people to like show me any support and <laughs> love. So I love <laughs> chatting with you. Well, the feeling's mutual. I can say that we have like a handful of podcast friends that we've really become close with. Not even a handful, maybe like three. Yeah. And you're one of them. So we're so happy to have you back. And the continuous um, support by you to us is always been appreciated. So thank you. Well, it's a tight circle. It's hard to find pod. I mean, there's so many podcasts, but it's hard to, to find people that you vibe with. But no, I love you too. I remember when some hater called you both Karens and I was like, <laughs> not fucking Karens at all. Like you girls like drink, like you drink in the park. What were you drinking? Lover boy in the park in the middle of the day. Like some like. Yeah, we're not Karens. Cool. We drink lover yeah. boy. <laughs> you drink lover boy in the afternoon in the park with, with like your friends. We like, know how those reviews can go. It's like one person just says, and I think one of them, they started saying shit and I'm like, I don't, they're not, that's not even us. Were they even <laughs> listening to our podcast? One of the reviews mentioned us by name and it wasn't even our name. And we had to write to Apple and go, um, this is not our podcast. Can you please give this shitty review to somebody else? But we're not oh, bitter. Can you, can you, <laughs> oh my God, I hate my bad reviews. I didn't know you could write to Apple. I'm going to like, once we finish recording this, I'm going to be like sending emails to Apple. Can we take this down immediately? <laughs> It's awful. We put ourselves out there. Sometimes we get love. Sometimes we get hate. We like to pretend that we've gotten thick skin over the years, but we really haven't. If we get a bad review, it really still hurts. It's like, yeah, we don't care. We don't care. And then we're texting each other. Oh, my God. I feel sick. That review is so bad. What the hell? <laughs> Can you imagine how the housewives feel? Like, we get oh. upset for one bad review. Imagine waking up every day to, like, the, the tweets and the DMs and stuff telling you to, like, kill yourself and analyzing every little thing you do. Like, why did you look to the left in this scene? Like, it being, I d couldn't. Oh, no. It would be an intense heart. therapy. It would be over. Jacques, one thing we like about you is that you do have a lot of unpopular opinions, especially with regard to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and your love, first of all, of Lisa Rinna, because she retweeted something of yours. I really think that's the only reason why you like her. And we want to get your feelings on Erica Jane because you just had Zach. No filter with Zach. Zach Hader from No Filter. Yeah. yeah. I know you guys talked in length about it, but... Give us your, you know, feelings about Erica and her good friend, Lisa Rinna. Okay, well, first of all, I'm a day one Lisa Rinna stan from childhood because my mom watched Days of Our Lives when Lisa Rinna was on it as Billy, like her original <laughs> stint as Billy. So I, and we were actually behind in Australia, Days of Our Lives used to be like four or five years behind the US. <gasps> they ended up catching up. So I grew up with Lisa Rinna and then literally followed her. Throughout, like I've seen all the random movies she's in. I saw Good Advice with her and Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards. I watched Harry Loves Lisa. I <laughs> followed her so closely. I'm a big Melrose Place fan. She was on Melrose Place. Like, just love it. And then when she joined Beverly Hills, uh, I was so excited. I was also excited when Eileen came on because I knew her from Days of Our Lives as well. So... I'm a true stan and I've definitely had my moments with Lisa Rinna more at the start because I used, I mean, I've changed my mind a bit now, but 
I was a big Kim Richards fan and Brandy Glanville fan and she had drama with them. So I kind of was against her at the start, but now I have seen the error of my ways. I think that Lisa <laughs> Rinner is pretty much right about everything the last few seasons, but I feel like she always gets vindicated in the end, whether it's like Denise or LVP, she will be vindicated on Erica. Now with Erica, I tiptoed around it a little bit at the start, but then as I continued to see more, I saw people cross-checking her stories. Most stuff is checking out, and I had Zach Peter on who does all of the – he really gets into the legalness of it all. Like, he talks to bankruptcy attorneys, and he's talked to Ronald Richards, who is uh, – he's against Erica and trying to get money for the victims or whatever. And look, everything I dig into, Erica Jane, I don't think knew what Tom was doing at all. Uh, I don't think – she's guilty of anything. I think she'll be fine. I think maybe she'll have to pay a little bit back in a lawsuit. And now I feel like the narrative of the haters has changed because originally it was like, she was guilty. She's going to go to jail. And now people are realizing that the case is falling apart. And even a lot of her wacky stories that she's saying, which sound very outlandish, a lot of them are checking out and some of them may be exaggerated. Like someone messaged me in my DMs about how she said that her son's car flipped over five times. She probably meant it's fun. Because if it flipped over, I mean, he's probably would be dead, right? If the car flips over five times, or he'd be in the hospital or something. But it probably spun. So she's used the wrong word, but it's like it doesn't mean the story is fake. So everything's checking out. Now I feel like the haters are latching onto her social media presence, as in like, well, we don't like how she tweets and does Instagram. It's like, well, before you said she was guilty, now she's that's fallen apart. So now you're hinging it all on how she tweets and the housewives fans are fucking annoying and if i had someone accusing me of doing what tom did putting it all on me when remember it was tom tom's the one that's charged if i had all of these annoying like karen ass housewives fans accusing me i would be behaving exactly the same way on social media as she is so i have i really started to like her a lot this season more than i did but don't you think if she had a different attitude right and she approached the whole thing differently and she didn't have this badass persona People would warm up to her a little bit. I mean, that's the issue. I don't think, no, people people hated her already. Uh, and Housewives fans, as we know, are very, very intense, especially the Beverly Hills fans. I think any way that she behaved would be interpreted negatively. Like, it wouldn't really matter what she did. Like, she sort of addressed it uh, last night on the episode, which was before the season had even aired. And it was like, well, if I look like I'm having too much fun, I'm uncaring. If I look remorseful, then uh, it means I look guilty. So it's like, I'm sad that I've done something. So anything that she did, people would have had that attitude. And I feel like the way she's behaving is pretty much in line with the persona that she's always had. It's nothing new. And, you know, it must be frustrating for her, I think, that so much of the blame is being put on her when really it is Tom. Like, the, the story has become all about Erica when Tom is the one that scammed these people. Like, we heard the voicemails, those creepy voicemails in The Housewife and The Hustler, which were, like, horrifying. So it's all on him, and now the, the media have put it actually onto her, and she probably feels very like wrongfully accused and then it's the stress of doing housewives and everything too and everyone weighing in on twitter and uh i also think that with erica i think she's a very very sensitive person in that she she has to put on this persona of being very aggressive because if she isn't it's like 
that's her defense mechanism. That's sort of her armor. Like we saw when she broke down on Eileen, which was horrible. And she owed Eileen an apology and she did apologize, but it shows that she does have this like very sensitive side, I think. And I think she has to be aggressive to kind of protect herself. So I feel like I get it. And uh, I think Lisa Rinna is going to be the only one that comes out even though it's the very unpopular opinion to take, uh, she's going to kind of come out vindicated in the end that she stood by Erica when Erica didn't do uh, anything wrong. Do you think that Erica is covering for Tom? Do you think the divorce happened at just the right time and she did that on purpose? Also, the story of him going into a care home. She was saying that he was, you know, having some issues and then all of a sudden she's like, but he shouldn't be in a care home. You know, those are the those are a little bit of the questions that I have with regard to Erica. For sure. I think there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, as well, she does have this persona. Like, she has this bad bitch persona, right? She has the Erica Jane persona, but we've also seen when they flash back those scenes of when, you know, she's Erica Girardi playing uh, the lawyer's wife. She, we saw when he, like, snapped her into place at dinner when she sort of tried to speak out of turn, and he was like, I'm, oh, and then she she sits back and she shuts up. So I think she has another side where she's, you know, very controlled. Remember, he is the pretty much the most powerful attorney or whatever lawyer, whatever the fuck his official title is in California. I mean, he has all these these connections with like Gavin Newsom, all these very powerful people. She's used to seeing that. So she's in the thick of it now. She probably, he probably has this team of like crooked lawyers around him. They're giving her information. She's sort of trying to balance that with, doing the show with having her own legal counsel. So I just think there's a lot going on. I think that's why stories are getting are getting confused. Now, if she left him because um, the money ran out, I mean, okay. I mean, she was a trophy wife, so I don't think that's, you know, I mean, there are a lot of, house, there are a lot of housewives that would leave their mm-hmm. men if the money ran out. Uh, so, I mean, she wouldn't be the only one. So what do you think about this rumor that she's dating this older gentleman, this Las Vegas casino owner who's worth like $2 billion? If that is true, that is fucking hilarious because I think we (laughs) all sort of, I think, I don't know if it's just me or if you guys thought this too, but I think we always thought like, well, she has this sexy stage persona. She looks much younger than her age and everything. And she's probably going to be out with like toy boys and some like younger hunk and, and living her best life. And it's like, no, she's gone to the next rich old man and good for her. I think that, you know what, if she can, if she can get that kind of man with that kind of wealth, that's obviously the most important thing to her. I think she's kind of asexual when she said, um, she said that line in last night's episode about how she would fuck a guy with a strap on and everything, which yeah, kind of took that's me. That's true. She did that say that. I always think of her as asexual, but you know what? I think that she, I don't think she's sexual. And I think the reason that she would be able to do something like that, <laughs> like fuck a guy <laughs> with a strap on, is that sex to her is business-like. Mm. So it doesn't really matter if it's turning her on or not. It's a bit like a prostitute, like, you know, okay, what do you want me to do? All right, it's 1500 and now, you know, <laughs> let's put the strap on on. So I think she thinks of sex like that. So I don't think she cares about sex that much. So if what what's the saying? It's easy. It's just as easy to date a poor man as a rich man as a poor man or whatever. So <laughs> look, why not go with the casino mogul with, with $2 billion that can keep you in the lifestyle you're accustomed to? 
I never felt like she knew that Tom did this. I never was on that train of Erica knew anything. I felt like she knew nothing. And then she felt stupid because she prided herself on being so intelligent that she felt stupid that she didn't know any of this. So then she was trying to cover it up. And, you know, when people would say, oh, but her name's on the thing. Fuck. I said, my dad put my name on shit. I didn't know when my name was on stuff. Anybody can put your name on things. LLC, like, that was all just stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, you sign where they tell you to sign and whatever. Yeah. I also think that the, their relationship was not a traditional husband and wife relationship. It was a business situation. She got the American Express black card or whatever, and she went and did her thing. And as long as she was busy and whatever, he was fine with it. Yeah, they, their relationship is interesting because I do think it was a business relationship, but I do also think they cared about each other. They were together for that long. Uh, I don't know in what capacity. Was it a romantic caring? Was it like a father-daughter? Was it a... I don't know, but I think there's obviously going to be some affection there and, and some attachment. And probably especially from the younger days, she probably uh, felt like he kind of rescued her from the life that she had before. I mean... Look, people say what they want to say about Anna Nicole Smith. You watch those Anna Nicole Smith interviews, like up until her death, she did have a certain kind of love and affection for Howard Marshall. Like she felt like he rescued me and took care of me. Obviously she was a sugar baby and she went there for the money, but she also had this sort of weird bond to him. Uh, So maybe Erica has something like that for Tom. Even in last night's episode, she had that moment where she was like, you know what? He did a lot of good. So I hope that people understand or can see that he did a lot of good for the people who loved him. And it was like... People had a lot of issues with her saying that. Of course. Of course they do. People have issues with everything. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. The timing of when this was filmed, she was in the thick of it. Everything she did. It's actually kind of amazing that we have this all on film. Her unraveling and going through this whole process while we're watching. I mean, what was this? Eight months ago? I mean, it's a long time ago. something like that. She's going to be very different, I think, at the reunion. So her attitude towards Tom will be a lot different than it was during the show. So, you know, I'm excited to see where she's at 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 the reunion. And uh, I keep thinking back to when she said, like, I'll remember who stood with me and who was (laughs) against me. Because she really is. She's not going to get charged. Look, she might have to pay some money from some kind of... Because obviously, look, California is very litigious and they sue people for all kinds of things. And sometimes people have to pay things that maybe it shouldn't be on them or whatever. Maybe it should be on her. I don't understand, you know, the 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 legalness of it all. But she's going to have some rich guy that's going to pay it off. She's going to continue being successful. She's going to stay on the housewives. I mean, some people are saying... I can't believe she went back to the housewives. It's like, well, she doesn't have a job. Like, what the fuck is she going to do? And this is her only platform to get her side at. So, of course, she's going to go back. So, you know, she's going to be making a lot of money on the housewives. She's probably going to tour again. She's going to have rich men. She's going to be back on top. She's going to have this, like, amazing comeback story. This is going to make her a bigger star than ever before. I mean, this truly took her from housewives to mainstream. So... She will be back on top and, you know, she will remember who stood with her. And so far, it's only Lisa Rinna and... Uh, maybe maybe Kyle? Or no, uh, who else? I I do feel like... I feel like Kyle and Dorit have stood by her. They've obviously said some sort of shady-ish comments, but I think that's normal if... Like, come on, like, the situation's very outlandish. I don't have anything <laughs> against them for asking questions or... You know, throwing a little shade, but I think 
Erica and I've got Erica as well being so sensitive as she is right now. I think it sort of needs to be an unwavering kind of loyalty. So what about the yeah. Sutton of it all? You know, Sutton, by the way, I think Sutton's pretty annoying. I actually like her, <laughs> but she's an annoying person. I think she would be annoying to be around. Of like, course you do. <laughs> I, I get I get why Crystal was sort of like so irritated by her and was so short with her. And uh, But I actually like Sutton and I don't have anything against Sutton asking questions because the thing is Sutton's new. She doesn't have a friendship with Erica. And, uh, of course, look, she's being egged on by producers as well because they need someone that can ask those questions to to drive the storyline because the other women are actually friends with Erica. Uh, and people seem to forget that. They think it's a weird alliance. I think they're actually friends with her, especially Lisa Rinna. And I think Lisa Rinna and Erica probably communicate a lot off camera and Erica shares things with Lisa Rinna and trusts her. So, um for, look, for me, people are getting so invested in this season with the Erica of it all, and I feel like everyone is acting very rationally and as you would expect them to act. Uh, I think, like, you know, Sutton being a new person, of course she's going to ask more questions. Rina being her closest friend, of course she's going to stick by her. Dorit and Kyle are mostly sticking by her, throwing a little shade. I mean, it's housewives, so it's fine. I think people are reading into too much with some of this. I was dying last night, though, when... Erica was so sugary nice to everybody, especially Sutton. And then in her confessional, she's like, I hate that bitch. (laughs) They're like, are you going to be friends with her? No. Well, they both said that about each other. They were just like calming it over, which is a real thing. We talk about how in real life, you know, we would do that. Of course, you (laughs) totally lie to the person, your friend's face. You're not going to talk shit about them in front of their face. That's what kind of had me going last night when Garcelle and maybe Sutton were like, when when Denise was on and everybody was grilling Denise. And I'm like, well, first of all, nobody else was grilling Denise except Lisa Rinna. She was the only one grilling Denise about, you, you know, Denise, you need to tell the truth, tell the truth. Nobody else went at her. So when Garcelle last night was like, you know, they all went at Denise. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Lisa Rinna was the only one who went at Denise last year. Well, that's the thing. Garcelle especially, I mean, Sutton too, but Garcelle especially is uh, reading all the tweets and the viewer feedback and behaving based on that. So she is going off of a fake version of last season that never happened where it was where the women plotted out of jealousy to, to take down Denise and they were obsessed with the fact that she slept with Brandy Glanville. It's like, no, what actually happened was Denise was talking shit about everyone behind their back and lying about a number of different things, one of them being sleeping with Brandy. And Brandy had a problem with that because Brandy felt like she was manipulated by Denise Richards. And it spoke to a larger behavior of Denise uh, manipulating situations, being dishonest, back-talking people. So when they confronted her about the situation that went down with Brandy, it was about lying. It wasn't about, did you sleep with Brandy Glanville. And yes, it was Lisa Rinna was the, really the, the main one going there. Everyone else was actually trying to be, they were a bit like, look, we're, we're trying to throw you a bone here. Just sort of like, just admit it and we can move on. And Denise wouldn't do it. And she would storm out of scenes and go, I'm not filming. And so it was this whole thing. And then for Garcelle to keep bringing this up and to be putting out this, uh, this just fake version of what happened. And she's just, and also one thing people conveniently forget, which is hilarious is that, 
Garcel wasn't team Denise during that season. Garcel was in her confessionals going, I want to find out what happened between Denise and Brandy and like loving it with the popcorn. And then when she read the tweets and it came time for the reunion, she sort of went more team Denise. So it's just frustrating that people kind of just see what they want to see from the show instead of what's actually happening. Are you enjoying Crystal and uh, Cappy Hilton? Love them both. I think they're both such great casting choices. And, you know, Kathy, by the way, I think Kathy does play up some of this stuff. Do you think oh, it's for sure she's kooky, but she's genius because she is playing it up. Well, also, yeah. she's Paris Hilton's mom, and Paris does the same exact shit. Yeah, exactly. So they're <laughs> one million percent. So, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, I think Kathy's great, and I think they should keep her as the as the friend because it's. And you know what? I thought maybe with the age difference, because Kathy's a lot older than them, that it might be awkward. But it's not. She fits into the group like incredibly well. It's like this. Well, it's such an easy she- connection with Kyle, and then Kyle thinks she's ridiculous, which is even more funny. I mean, I I know these people are hating Kyle right now because of LVP coming out saying that Kyle was the one who told the secret last year at the Whatever. Andy's baby shower. It, it, all that I don't care. I would have drinks with Kyle Richards and all of her friends in a minute, except Teddy. I know you love Teddy. I know you love Teddy, Jacques. You know what? what? I, I love, I do love Teddy, but I don't think I'd want to hang out with her so oh. much. And yeah, but I liked what she brought to the show. And as for Crystal, uh, yeah, I think Crystal's amazing. I think she's such a good addition. She's so refreshing. I feel like she's kind of the most honest one on there with how she's acting. I don't think she has any shtick. Like, everyone has a little bit of an angle that they're doing, and I think Crystal's the only one that doesn't. Obviously, she hasn't been in the show that much the second half of the season, but she's the newest person there. She doesn't even know Erica, and Erica's whole thing has taken over the show. So, of course, Crystal is not going to be as involved. I mean, Crystal would be so obnoxious if she started jumping in in group scenes trying to, like, analyze what's going on with Erica. It's, like, truly none of her business. So yeah, I know I'm... the fans would like to see it, but it's she's acting as you would as a normal person. You kind of need that person to kind of level out all the chaos. Yeah, she's giving she's giving us Eileen. Yes. But also, like Eileen, like, she's – don't fuck with her because when people did try it with Eileen, like, Eileen was very firm and stood up for herself and was all about the facts, and that's what Crystal was like with Sutton. So – you know, I think that it's like Crystal's kind of like a sleeping dragon or something. Like, if you're cool with her, you're cool with her. But I think that if someone tries some shit with her, like, she's not going to like it. Like Heather Dubrow, too. She reminds me of Heather Dubrow as well. They have a similar thing. Heather Dubrow was, like, you know, pretty cool. But if you get into it with her, like, it's going to be a tough time for you. I listened to her. Was she on? She was on Juicy Scoop. I think yeah, she, I think was, she on was on. A, she's been on a couple podcasts. She's and been on a lot. And she's, she's coming on mine. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, I love the fact that, yes, we know her husband has all these, you know, fucking Emmys or Grant or Oscars or whatever for doing all of his stuff. But she is successful in her own right with this whole coconut company that I have seen this stuff sold at Costco for years, not knowing it was her and her sister and a friend or something. So I love that we barely even touched on that. Yeah, I think they probably filmed stuff like that, but it's just because Erica's situation, I 
they're like when I had Zach Peter on, he was like, they've all filmed like whole solo storylines that we haven't even seen because of Erica Jane. So I hope next season we can see like more of all of them, but Crystal in particular, cause she is new. So we want to see more about her life and actually Sutton. Cause what do we know about Sutton? She bought a house. We don't know anything else. Nothing. And yeah. also Sutton's store, like Gina went and it's closed. Like nobody is at Sutton's store. Yeah. On like a Saturday afternoon, it was all shut down not because of covid no, no. Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> and i i don't think that she has um i don't think she has as much money as she acts like she has at all that's what uh, i said mm, so you know what the, the house of cards on sutton is going to come falling down at some point and then when it does the stupid fans are going to go sutton's being bullied it's like no <laughs> people are just acknowledging something factual that's happening with her but i mean get ready for that I think Sutton knows the right people. She's in the right place at the right time. But I totally agree. I don't yep. think she has nearly as much money as most of the other women. Yeah. And I also don't think that she and Garcelle are like bestie besties. I think it's a friendship of convenience, like an alliance, because they're on the show. They like they know the fans like them together. A lot of housewives do this. Portia and Phaedra did this where they're like, the fans like us, so they tried to be like this two sort of two big comedy act. Even LVP and Kyle, they kind of hated each other below the surface, <laughs> but it was it worked for them to be in an alliance and even though they would always passively aggressively like dig at each other until it <laughs> reached boiling point but uh i would be interested to see how close sutton and garcelle are if one of them is off the show <laughs> so i don't think we'll be seeing photos of them all over instagram anymore it works until it doesn't work yeah yeah speaking of lvp did you watch vanderpump rules i did i'm still processing it because i i don't know how i feel about it i know that i missed the old cast and it wasn't just it wasn't just the ogs that jackson the stassi like i miss like danica and and skinny max and stuff just because i felt <laughs> like i i felt like i got invested in the season of like getting to know them because last season was really bad but by the end of it i'm like okay like i'm familiar with them i know who they are now and then to just, like, pluck them away, I was kind of like, oh, well, I kind of want them in the mix. So I think you're the only one who feels that way. I feel <laughs> nothing. I forgot who they were. I didn't miss them at all. I it's didn't so, either. It's so weird. It's like I was happy that it was pared down. We had so many people last season. They were trying to mix the old with the new. Lala is still ridiculous. James Go is still an asshole. Yes. I kind of love that they act like they've grown and nobody's grown. Nobody's <laughs> done any growth whatsoever. Well, James is the best one on the show. But and he always has been since he joined. I I loved him. But uh, of course, my, yeah. <laughs> I adore him, and I love when he cries. It's so cute. But uh, no, I know what you mean by the way about last season being a mess where they tried to mix the old with the new. Totally agree. But I felt like we went through this horrible season of, of forcing these groups together, and now they've actually got to. And now they've become a group, and now you've spited <laughs> them all. So like, come on, can we like see? Can we at least see through with this? It felt a bit like building Chateau de Bro, and then they she leaves. <laughs> before we get to see the house that's what I felt like with that and uh I was in my head watching it a lot because I didn't know what was fake I felt like Lala I mean Lala's over the top but 
I feel like she was turning it up even more. I felt I think they felt like pressure of like, okay, so now these OGs are gone. We have to step it up. And it was, I was like, what is contrived? Mm. Katie with her getting involved with the Tom's businesses. I'm like, that kind of seems fake to me. Tom Sandoval, again, it's, Tom Sandoval's like turned into Lala where the confessionals <laughs> and stuff are so over the top. It's like he's doing a bit. I don't know how authentic it was and that's my issue with it and I don't know if I'm just in my head and overthinking it like maybe I just need to like relax and just enjoy it or if it's just a fake show no I, I felt the same I thoroughly enjoyed it but I think Tom Sandoval is over the top I don't know if you saw him on Watch What Happens Live but he's now this caricature of himself uh. and um, James it's like how many fucking times is James going to ask for his DJ job back I mean really Oh, when he when he went to when he went there and asked Lisa, I'm like, okay, this is the part where they all pretend that they need to work at the yeah. restaurant. Yes. And they obviously weren't working there. They had a scene when Lisa came in to talk to Charlie and Raquel. And I love Charlie and Raquel. Like, they're amazing. But, like, the restaurant was empty. No one's actually working there. I mean, the fact is that you can't work at a busy LA restaurant and then film scenes for a show because it's like, well, are you working or are you filming? Like, you can't do both, you know what I mean? So unless you film it all on your break. But realistically, those places get busy. Like, there's shit to do in restaurants. So there's obviously someone else, uh, if there's any customer there at all, maybe at out, outdoor dining with the COVID stuff. But So I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, so there's a fake restaurant scene. Tom Sandoval's being fake. Lala's being more over-the-top than usual. And how about Max, uh, Lisa's son? First of all, what a little bitch running and telling <laughs> mummy that you had a fight with James. I'm like, and then going, I don't want him working here anymore, mummy. Like, I mean. I agree. Why is Max showing his mommy? Telling her is one thing. Like, oh, my God, me and Max got in a big fight. Or me and James got in a big fight. But for her to have the text messages... It was bullshit. I agree. And then that was going to be the reason why she may not let him come back and DJ. I mean, I've actually been there when they're filming, and it's very funny because they aren't. Sheena actually was a waitress there for a while, and I don't know if you remember Peter, but he really was the manager. Like, he was a working manager. But everyone else, they come in, they film their little scene, and then off they they go in the back. And you don't see them again until they have to come back and film something else. So it's... Of course. You know. Actually, sadly, Max was my water boy. He was was mine too. He was my bus boy. Yeah. And you know, James has been doing gigs all over the place. He's not fucking wanting to go back to Sir, who gets nobody there. Nobody's going to hear music at Sir. No. James can book out like clubs and get paid like a lot of, like, you know, he's a big celebrity DJ now, especially with the demo that is still like, you know, clubbing and going out and everything. So, yeah, that's that's bullshit and i know that they do make the people i mean look some people get too famous to work there of course like it's not like Stacy and Kristen were working there but <laughs> i know that on like the off time they would have like charlie or raquel picking up shifts so they do that to have some kind of realism but definitely when they're filming that they're not on a work shift which is you know the big problem with it they really showed it last year was that they're not evolving the show in the way that they should be like we kind of need to get rid of the fake restaurant thing but they still want to keep that like it makes more sense to have tom and uh the toms like opening restaurants and stuff because that's realistic so we want to see that but then the, the staff drama is is kind of fake and i don't know look i still liked it i still liked it it's vanderpump rules of course like vanderpump rules is one of the best reality shows of all time it's like iconic i'm gonna keep watching it i'm still figuring out how i feel about it i still enjoyed the episode but i am a bit I don't know if it's if I'm watching a whole season of just fake stuff. 
I'm going to feel like, mm, so we'll, I guess we'll see. How I, I do want to see Tom and Tom going forward, opening another place on their own without Lisa. I love that idea. Can they do it? I don't know. I don't think that even the new place that they're opening, I imagine that it's some kind of investor or whatever that's doing a restaurant and then they're partnered to be the face of it. Like, I don't think they're opening a, a thing. And then obviously Katie getting involved, like she needs a storyline. Yeah, so I don't believe pretend- that she's going to be involved. She wants to be the maitre d'. Come on. No. <laughs> like, that was yeah, ridiculous. Right. That was such a joke. Sorry. Can you imagine with her personality? I know, but yeah, but the you know the Sheena and Lala beef was good because that was a real thing that happened off the show, and I'm glad they addressed it. And that moment was good when they got when they got down together and and worked that out. I really liked that. I'm like, oh, this is like some real shit. But so much of the rest of it was was fake. But yeah. you, but but here's the thing with Lala. You know, at that time when she was filming and when Sheena said she called her and she was going out to dinner with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan, was Fox. It? Megan Fox, it was during that movie when Megan Fox liked Randall, like thought she was, it was going to be a good movie. So she was in this whole world of Hollywood. And then all of a sudden the movie comes out and Megan Fox is like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is such bullshit. <laughs> the, the movie worst sucks. movie ever. <laughs> and I don't did even Megan want to be associated. Did she slam the movie? I didn't know that. Machine oh. Gun Kelly did. I don't know if yeah. Megan did. No. Or maybe they Machine did. Gun Kelly did. And then they never went to any other premieres. Oh, my God. That's why they didn't show up. Because I remember yeah. on Juicy Scoop when Heather McDonald went to the premiere and she thought they were going to bend and they weren't there. And, okay, now it's all making sense. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I covered this on my podcast um, a while ago. There was this article, and I can't believe it got swept under the rug. Randall is like a total crook with his yeah. producing and oh, stuff. Oh, no, and we know that. Outrageous. The the article, when I read it, like, this, it's like some, like, Tom Girardi era. Like, Lala and Randall are going to be the next Tom and Erica, although Lala is more involved in Randall's life than Erica was in Tom's. So I think if they go down... like I mean, be... did you forget about Fofty? <laughs> um, well, remember as well, she... Lala, when she came onto the show, like, she was just an escort that was, I know. like, going That's on why, boats for and... her to think she's so much of a higher <laughs> level than, like, Sheena. Now, Sheena, she loves herself all power to her. That's great. She looks fantastic. She's happy. I'm happy. But she always is underneath everybody else for some unknown reason. Yeah. That girl's but that girl was the reason we had Vanderpump. She was the crossover. She's the reason for the crossover, yet she's always lower level on the whole tier of Vanderpump rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she always is, but it's almost good because it's worked out in a way and because she hasn't had any scandals where they've all had scandals of like being problematic or whatever and Sheena hasn't had one and it's kind of made her like a fan favorite now. So even though in the group and on the show she ends up being on the bottom of the pile so often even though she's like really the queen with the fans, like the fans, I think she's, who's on the cast now? I think she's probably like the most popular one at the moment, I reckon, of the cast. you think? It's hard to say. I don't. People hate Katie. Yeah, wow. a lot of people hate Lala. That's true. I mean, Schwartz, people like Schwartz. People like the Toms, and I like Ariana. I really do like Ariana. Uh, Why? You don't um, like her? What's your unpopular opinion about <laughs> Ariana? Oh, she's just, an, she's just annoying. Like, she's, I can't. And when she kept trying to make, I don't know, what was it? Oh, she was, was she the one that was, was she sticking by Billy? Um, yeah, you yeah know Billy, of course. But, Oh, yes. yeah. I'm just like, okay, girl. Billy was so obviously in the wrong. Like, just. Yeah. <laughs> Billy was so bad. And then 
people were so horrible. Like when Billy came out and was saying, um, I think they were like, uh, Jax wouldn't film with me because he's transphobic or something. It's like Jax filmed all of your, like Jax was your friend on the show. Like if you watch the show, like he was the one that like embraced you before anybody, I think. It was like, Billy's awesome. So it was just that whole thing was crazy. They had some really, some interesting people come through the show that have sort of like Billy, Vale. Oh um, my God, Vale. <laughs> a lot of random people have like passed through and then disappeared. Oh, if you watch from day one, what a great show. Like from day one, what a beautiful concept (laughs) show. And then these people just got too too much money to be on the show anymore <laughs> really that's what they happened did. that's why they need to they need to move it forward that that's why i think they missed an opportunity when they did get rid of like stacy and and Kristen and stuff i'm like we could have had this more adult show that would realistically reflect where everyone is or you could have got rid of done more of a clean house and actually got rid of even more of the OGs and put more new people in and just made it again like a new Vanderpump Rules with like a new crop of people or something. But they're still, they're still to me stuck in a place where they're not quite one or the other and that's yeah. the main issue. But I think it's like all these other shows. It's really hard to go back and try to reinvent what was so magical in the beginning because we've all seen it. We all expect more. It's like, it's like everything. Yeah. Like the Housewives can be rolling out like not going to happen anymore i'm not sure we just found out today that portia is officially leaving which i thought she already was but yeah thank god i've been waiting for her to leave for (laughs) a long time (laughs) yeah i don't know so we have something in common where we think there's a show out there that's possibly better than the housewives right now and that is bachelor in paradise This season is so fucking amazing. And when they actually, like, I was already excited for it, but when they dropped the trailer for it, I was like, I knew it would be good, but I was like, it's not going to be as good as the last few. Cause the last few they had, like, remember when someone was a witch where they tried to find the witch? Oh <laughs> yes. And yeah, <laughs> I'm like, they're, they're not going to have anything that's on that level, but this season has been so great. And a lot of the listeners of my podcast, it's a lot of Bravo housewives, people who don't tend to watch a lot of the, especially the bachelor world. They're kind of allergic to bachelor. So I always recap bachelor on my Instagram stories, or I talk about it on my show sometimes and it doesn't get much engagement. And I just think you guys are missing out on like this. Ours doesn't That's either. exactly how we feel. Yeah. But Bachelor in Paradise is one of the best reality shows out there right now. And you're the other one who said that. And the same thing, like, we have often thought, should we not cover certain shows because it doesn't get enough engagement? We're like, no, we're going to cover what we fucking love. Whether you watch it or not, this is what we're watching. We have a pretty good idea of what is good reality TV. This is good reality TV. And you don't even have to know the characters. You can dive into Bachelor in Paradise not knowing what the backstories are because they'll tell you. Well, and we think it's 10 times better than The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. I mean, this is just so good. It's like a Love <laughs> so Island good. or what's the other one? Uh, too Hot to Handle, but it's too better. Hot to handle. Like, yeah. It's, it's, like all, it's like the best bits of all of those island shows, like... All in one. And the Bachelor producers, and this goes for the regular Bachelor as well, like they are definitely better than Bravo producers, I always say it. And they always just know how to like pull something out of the hat that you haven't seen before and that's like a new twist. And you're like, how do they keep coming up with these (laughs) things? Like every episode this season of Bachelor in Paradise has had some bombshell where someone's like revealed to have been 
lying or they had some scheme on the outside. They planned to come in and use this person for Instagram followers. And the fact that they break the fourth wall now and they acknowledge that so many people come on to like get Instagram followers and have kind of made that like a storyline in the show. It's, it's incredible. Genius. Like it. Yeah. Let's talk about the Ivan of it all. This last episode focused on Ivan. They went away because of the tropical storm. They stayed in a hotel. They separated the guys from the girls Ivan got hold of a room number of this girl, Alex, Alexis, Alexa, Alexis, Alexa, yeah. who he wanted to see come to paradise. He had interest in her beforehand, saw her room number. We don't really know how it went down. Apparently he saw it on the phone. Who knows? I think the producer's getting pretty tight. The producer said, you know, Alexis, she's over there in room 104. <laughs> yeah, because people have said in other podcasts, Bachelor, former Bachelor, what's his name, Blake? Horseman. He's mm-hmm. like, there's no friggin' way that one of the cast members is going to get their hands on a producer's phone. There, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. So he went down there, met with her. I found nothing wrong with this. The only thing wrong was the way he came back <laughs> to paradise and tried to get Chelsea's rose it, because he needed, he was rose he hunting. To stay. Well, that's kind of the point of it. I mean, but you that's what stay. everybody, that's what Brendan was doing. That's what we're discovering now. Like, oh my God, this is how you do it. There's strategy. You, there's strategy yeah. involved. Is that wrong? Okay. Well, one, I think he was set up, of course, with the, uh, I don't know. I don't think a producer told him, but I think they would have like left it out or left something. They actually just had something similar happen in Australia on this reality show, The Block. It's a renovation show. And they have teams, and I'm friends with one of the teams because they were on Love Island, Australia. They're the Josh and Luke, the twins. I'm friends with them, and they're on the block now competing, and there was this cheating scandal where uh, some of the teams saw, like, they saw the instructions of what the the room challenge was going to be ahead of time. And then it was like, they got outed as like, well, you knew that this was the challenge and you knew ahead of time, you had extra time to prepare. But I was talking to them and they said to me, they were like, dude, they left it on like a giant whiteboard in like the kitchen where everyone could see it. So like it was done intentionally. So then they could, the producers could manufacture a cheating scandal. So I think something like that happened to Ivan, but one Ivan's full of shit, which I clocked. I just knew from the beginning because I'm like, he's too nice. I, you know what I mean? Like people aren't that nice and sweet. I'm like, it's, it's giving phony. And the rose hunting, I get the strategizing of it all, but then it's when you're using somebody else as like a placeholder or someone else could be in it for the right reasons. And like there is the clout chasing element to it, but people do genuinely fall in love and they have real feelings on the show. And also Ivan, lied when he went after Chelsea and then he said that Chelsea approached him when he actually approached Chelsea and then everyone bullied Aaron including Riley Riley's Uh. such a bully because Riley bullied um Chris off the beach too so Riley leads these charges from like hearsay and then takes it upon himself to lead the group and kick people off so I think Ivan's such a liar but they did blow up this this scandal of him talking to Alexis into such a thing like you would think that he had murdered someone (laughs) and he had to come out all sheepish and like tell the group what he did and then Riley was like 
so disappointed in you. (laughs) You know what? Riley was more embarrassed. Like, oh my God, I stuck up for you and now it's come out that you've actually lied about it. And I didn't like the way that Wells drug Ivan out there and made him address the... It's like a child who stole something and it's like, okay, you go tell them what you did wrong. That was terrible. I know, but like, I wish that he had... I wish he apologized for what he did to Aaron. Like, Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, Aaron... I have so such mixed feelings about Aaron because Aaron is a pot stirrer. Him and James do love each other. They love to hang out <laughs> with each other more than anybody else. Did Aaron really care about Chelsea? Not really, because at the prom, he decided to go for uh, Tia, Tia, and Tia was happy that was about bizarre. that. That was totally very, that. very odd. But you know what? What he did, what he did by going with. Tia is exactly what Chelsea did to him. Chelsea didn't have to kiss Ivan. That's how I felt. So when everybody was saying, oh, my God, Aaron got so upset at Chelsea and Ivan for doing the same thing. It's like, yeah, but Chelsea did the same thing to him. So that's bullshit. He has been shit on this whole time. I think Aaron is, I mean, I think he's young. I think that's where it comes from. I also think that he wants to be with someone. I think he's very loyal, but I don't think he's found the right person there, obviously. I think he's tried to make it work with, people that but it's happened so because he had it's been like tammy i think he tried with becca for a bit then thomas took becca um it's like three or four women at this point and you know what i was the biggest aaron hater because i was a thomas fan i was a thomas fan from last season i felt like they bullied thomas out of the house (laughs) jock of course you did (laughs) (laughs) and that they were like just jealous of thomas and haters and then when Thomas came to the beach and all the boys were like bitching about, I was like, guys, like grow the fuck up. Like they just seemed like such pussies. So I was all team Thomas and I love Aaron. Now Aaron's had such a great story arc. He's grown on me. He has the funny confessionals. He's good looking. I love him now. Although he did make a fool of himself when he did confront Ivan. Cause he really, he thought that he was going to be able to floor Ivan and Ivan really bucked up and kind of was like, come at me, <laughs> bro. Know. And like Aaron had to back up and it's like, yeah, <laughs> he didn't look good in that scene. Like, What do you think of Thomas and Becca? I don't know. Maybe I was, so I've been hard team Thomas. Cause I felt like he was, I felt like it was a bit of a smear campaign against him. I mean, they tried to use the whole, um, he wanted to be the next bachelor. It's like everyone that goes on wants to potentially be the next bachelor. <laughs> um, so I felt like they were clutching at straws, but I don't know. Maybe he, I, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Thomas is the clout chaser that I thought he you was. You think, Jeez. okay, here's my feeling about Becca. I've been listening to their podcast. Her, It's her podcast now. She, she has Tia on. She thinks so highly of herself. I can't get over it. I used to love her. But now I feel like she thinks she's above all the rest of the people on Paradise because she was the Bachelorette. They all put her on this pedestal. I think her and Thomas really like each other. I do think they're still together. I'm pretty sure. I do. I think they could be engaged. Yeah, word mm. on the street is that they're together. I see that on some of the um, on the Bachelor Instagram accounts. Uh I don't know. They look good together. I don't know. I hope he's genuine. I'm not sure. Uh, I just don't don't know know. him. Okay. So the other thing I heard, remember when Kenny and Mari Mm. went and did the indigenous. uh, Oh, yeah. The witch. The witch witch thing. Yeah. Mari obviously speaks Spanish and so does Thomas. So Thomas was interpreting what they were saying. 
the the view that I got was that Thomas was like being a know-it-all again. Like, oh, this is what's going on. And, you know, they didn't say that, no, he was interpreting because he understood what the lady was saying. So they always put Thomas in this, this light of he's annoying. Like, he's a know-it-all. He's always preaching to the people. But, no, he was actually explaining what was going on. Yeah, true. Uh, maybe I was right. I don't know. I'll, look, we'll see with him. I also, uh, he definitely wanted to be with Becca because she is the, she's the big fish in, in the, you know, in paradise with all the followers. And I was thinking, was that why Aaron went after Tia? Because Tia's got over a million followers. Tia's a, a mm, big really? bachelor name. So yeah, she's got over a million. She's got like 1.1 or something. I don't feel like Aaron's that smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I don't know. Sometimes you'd be surprised. These people, they are all about the Instagram game. Like, it is about that a lot. So, and, yeah. Yeah, I think Aaron's a little more vindictive. I feel like he wanted to get back at Chelsea yeah. more than he wanted the followers. Oh, so true, actually. Yeah, that's that's true. Because he was so vindictive with Tammy when Tammy betrayed him. Like, he was relishing in it. <laughs> I think, by the way, that I think uh, Aaron will be back next season. Because if he doesn't find love, I think they'll bring him back because they'll want to find him somebody. And I think that Natasha needs to be the next Bachelorette. Ooh. Like She, she got I screwed. Love, she got screwed. And you know what? I feel like she has everything that you would want. They want more diversity. She's beautiful. She's well-spoken. She knows how the whole Bachelor game works. She's had this whole story arc that we've been invested in with her getting like screwed over by all these guys. She's 33, even though she looks like 25, but she's 33 and it's like more mature, ready to settle down. I think she would be the perfect bachelorette. So I, I really want her Mm. as the next bachelorette. I also think that if it was a normal year of the normal bachelorette and, and bachelor in paradise, that you're right. It would have been a natural progression. The fact that they had Michelle in there, that was off because they should have either had Michelle or, uh, who was the bachelorette? Oh, Katie. Katie. Yeah, um, they should have had either or. Don't pick two bachelorettes from yeah, the same season. Yeah, at the same season. time, yeah. So I didn't it, understand that, why no. they even did that. It was weird. I felt like they wanted to, um, I felt like they wanted Katie, but then they didn't want uh, backlash for not having enough diversity. So they're like, look, let's just make two. <laughs> yeah. So we can have the vote. It's yeah. so random. Check the box. Right. And Natasha, you're right. She's perfect. She's been in this world for a long period of time. She's on Clickbait podcast with yeah, well, Joe that- and Tasha. So she's been in this world. I've definitely had a theory that they have, um, they've definitely pushed Natasha this season and worked, she's worked with the producers because they are, like, they do like her on the official clickbait podcast and they want to use her more in the bachelor world. So they want to give her a storyline, but I would love to see her the bat, to see her as the bachelorette because there is a lot of talk now about, you know, having more diversity on the show. And this is how you do it. Cause this is such a like natural next step. It's not like with Matt James where they just plucked him out of nowhere. He hadn't start on, starred on Claire's season yet. And it didn't work out. It was a disaster. Was like a he was not comfortable in front of the cameras and stuff. So you do have to follow that thing of like, they go through the show that maybe they go on paradise and they become the lead of the show. Like that you have to follow that. That's what works. So Natasha, I want to see on. And also I wanted to say about, the diversity thing. I am so glad that they've put more of an effort with the diversity because they've done that with Paradise, which before, if you look back at the old Paradise, it was like all white cast. This cast was so mixed and I loved it because you just have all these like just mixed couples and like more different stories and different perspectives from people. And it's worked out really good on, 
on Paradise, I think. This is actually one of the more diverse dating shows we've had, especially of these island-based shows, I think. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about Kenny? Kenny and Mari. Love Kenny. I've always been a Kenny fan. He was on your podcast. Uh, I know. (laughs) Kenny is, and I'm so happy when... One thing I love about being a fan of the Bachelor franchise is that when you do have these people in the shows and you love them, but they're a smaller character or they didn't get that much time and then they go into paradise and they blossom and they have like the big storyline of the season and it's just so fun to watch. And this is also why the Bachelor really is up there as like, you know, the kind of the superior reality franchise, honestly, because of the way that the people do go from show to show. So you always have a number of characters that you're invested in and watching their journey and you know the the history of them, but then you also have, like, new people coming in all the time. So you get both. Like, you get the freshness and you get, and it's just so good. I love that. So there's been a little bit new gossip going around with regard to Bachelor Nation. So we know that Claire and Dale have broken up. You heard that. So yes, and I've been shocker. rooting for them because I love them. You knew it was going to happen, Jock. You knew it was going to happen. I it was just I time. Root for, I root for the bachelor couples that people want to fail. So when people <laughs> are like, you know what? I was the OG Ari and Lauren fan. I was mm. all about it uh, when he picked her over Becca. And look at them now. They're like the strongest bachelor couple ever besides Sean and Catherine. So I was rooting for Claire and Dale, but I'm very upset that that didn't work out. I anymore. love how you know everybody from way back when. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> so what came out today is Claire posted a picture basically saying, I didn't want to do this because I have a lot going on in my life. She's still recovering from her surgery and her mother is in hospice. But because of the acts of other people, meaning Dale, well, now there was a demois post that said, what was it, Gina? It said um, somebody who was on a previous season and someone who is currently on Paradise hooked up. And it and and Claire tagged Abigail. Claire tagged Abigail, and it said they don't want to make this a big deal because they don't want the person on Paradise to get a bad edit. Oh my God! So they think Dale and Abigail. They think they do. They're both from New York, and that would be while he was with because he he's had these rumors following him that he's a cheater and a player for a long time, and I didn't want to believe them. I wanted to be, you know, what Claire's found her man. You're all trying to bring her down, but. Oh, my God. Well, uh, how did you feel with Abigail and Noah having their situation? Mm. Because, I mean, look, Noah is – guys can react like that sometimes when they don't get the reaction they want straight away. Then they can, like, cut off emotionally to sort of protect themselves. But, you know, he has been trying with Abigail a lot, and it's they're getting to the end of paradise, and you can only – you know, it's it's paradise. Like, you're not there to not express your feelings. You're there to – you're in it or you're not in it. Uh, it's a special situation. So I was kind of like team Noah. But it was a little confusing because he said he was falling in love with her and he told her. She said that it didn't really hit her until later. So she wasn't really sure what what he had said. But, but then she later, used that excuse before. It's yeah, annoying. I mean, it's she annoying. definitely has her walls up. But then later at the prom, he said, I love you, but I'm not sure I'm in love with you. So it's. It was very confusing. Because like, she didn't say it back, you know, immediately. He was protecting he was, his heart. Of course, he's yeah. protecting himself emotionally. It's a, it's a guy. It's a guy thing. Let's talk about Maurice. Amazing. What is it? Marissa. Marissa and Riley. How two do you feel about people. them? She's two different people. 
Okay, with okay, I'm not even joking, right? With Marissa, I literally thought there were two different people until halfway through the show, and I watched with my housemate, and then I'm like, wait, is that the same person? Because when she's like, when she's not dolled up, her whole face is different, her hair is different, and then when she, I think I thought when she's dolled up, I think I thought she was like Mari for like <laughs> half the season and then I'm like hang on this is the same person what the fuck and but the, the thing is she's still really pretty like naturally without it so it's like you don't need to be you're already naturally gorgeous like you don't need to be like you know have this alter ego like we've said this all season long she looks like two completely different people both very pretty but but unbelievably different i'm glad i'm not the only person we're like who's riley making out with this evening (laughs) he's having sex with one and making out with the other what's going on my whole mind was was blown when I figured that out. I couldn't. I was screaming at the TV every time it happened. I'm like, she looks so different. So next week is the finale, and there's some engagements happening, I think. I mean, do you think anybody gets engaged? Uh, I think they they do, but they're good with, this, they're good with the editing, so they yeah. edit it so. But I thought, I read this, okay, spoiler alert for, like, the next, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. I thought Noah and Abigail did end up together, but... Maybe that was a spoiler. Well, was here's what I heard today. I heard today, and I don't know if it's true or not, so take that with a grain of salt. But it was production that kind of made them break up, basically. But then they're still together in real life. Oh. So they came oh. back together. Huh. Okay. So we'll yeah, see. they it's interesting when you see how they work things and sometimes you see that when it's getting towards the end, they try to split certain couples up that didn't have enough of a storyline or like they really start, the producers start moving the pieces of like who we want in the finale with the, the big proposal moment. Cause it's like, they also don't want, they wouldn't want to give like James and Anna like a proposal at the end. Cause it's like you've had, you went on one date. So. Anna, Anna, Anna who? And how wacky uh, is Anna? Anna is like a loon. <laughs> I love them together. I'm so happy for them. And she is someone that was a victim yeah, of she was. A, a villain edit because she exposed one of the girls as an escort on her season, who I think the girl turned out she was an escort, which is <laughs> fine. Because I Googled the chick and she was taking these like $15,000 trips from guys to go to places and stuff. And the thing is, nothing wrong with that. If you're a young, young, attractive woman in LA or whatever, girl, like – go for it like we love that but it's just you're on a dating show that's about marriage and then on your side gig as being a sugar baby that's like the whole point of it it's not (laughs) shaming but then they tried to make it a whole thing of like shaming sex work and stuff I'm like I don't think she was doing that I think she's just saying you're not here for the right reasons and I didn't need to see McKenna come back it was too late not needed yeah that was such a setup they just wanted to embarrass her for a moment on the show I thought that McKenna actually would have been brought in a lot earlier because she was a big, like, I hate her, but she was a big (laughs) character on her season. So I thought that McKenna would be one of the main girls. But, you know, also the reason this season I think was so good was because it was two seasons worth of people, so they had so many people to choose from. So many, yeah. And they really, like, those the producers, they just know these people so well because they there are certain people like Mari and that that didn't get, I think Mari got out very early, didn't she? Very early, and Marisa people, too. We didn't even know yeah, them. No, yeah, I think Marisa. I think Marisa. Marisa was the season one. But, sorry, episode one elimination or whatever. So, uh, 
and they, they had a lot to pick from. So even the people that were strong characters that you expected were going to be there, like a McKenna is coming in at the end because they have so many, you know, great people in there. Well, and, I wanted, and I wonder if nobody picked her. Like, you know, they put a list of people oh, they want to see. Yes. And if nobody picks you, why do they want you? Well, do you know that with that whole picking thing, this is from Bachelor in Paradise Australia, which is a lot because the industry here is a lot smaller. It's like more incestuous. But all of the, all the Bachelor people obviously know each other and they're all in their Instagram group chats and on phone calls going, okay, I'm going to put you down. Yeah. Um, and they're strategizing of who they want to like put down. And then I, some girls will, I know this happened in Australia. They'll be to like telling, diff, they'll be wooing different guys individually without the guys knowing. So multiple people are putting them down so they have a higher chance of getting cast. So, but again, that's why we love Bachelor because there's so much to analyze with the whole Bachelor mm-hmm. thing. And do you guys check the, I'm obsessed with this account. Do you follow Bachelor data? Oh yeah, yeah. we do. At, and to they see track the, who these, gets the followers. Yeah, and, they track yeah. who gets the followers or loses followers after an episode and stuff. So I, I love, I love that. that. So next week, um, Dean and Caitlin come back. So maybe they're the ones that get engaged. I don't think so. I think they're going to no. be together without ever getting married. I actually really love them too. I f- Caitlin, Caitlin tried to me to Blake and it was fake, right? Yeah. Remember she did the whole, she's fucked. Yeah. She did the whole, she tried to frame out like he that they had this one night stand and that he used her or something. And then it turned out to not be true. Cause then he showed these texts and it was like crazy. Uh, well, so, he did sleep with a bunch of people at Coachella, but it was all, everybody he, was yeah, into it. Was it was all it. the it was consensual fine. thing. Right, yeah. Right. She, and she tried to frame. Well, like, she, was she was just like, embarrassed. She was embarrassed. That was the height of me too. So it was like, it had a me too stigma to it. And he got railed on social media and he, you watched him on the show during that season, breaking down in real time of like, oh my God, this is how this is going to play on TV. And he had this like perfect image before of the nice guy. Mm-hmm. So what she did to him was horrible. So no, I do not like her. Oh. Um, but I'm happy to see them come back. I mean, it's <laughs> it's always fun to see the, the former people come, you know, when they wheel them back in. And I'm glad <laughs> they have more couples, more couples to choose from than just Sean and Catherine. Because for a long time, it was just Sean and Catherine every yeah. season. So it's now they such have, like, a great show, shows. though. I I really enjoy Bachelor in Paradise. I'm going to miss it when it's over. Mm-hmm. Do you like the regular? Because ba- you weren't that into Katie's season, were you? I thought Katie's season was incredible. I was obsessed. I, <sighs> I'm getting. I don't know if it's because we watched since day one. I'm getting a little like eh, I like Bachelor in Paradise so much better. I like more yeah. couples. I don't like all of the sexes vying after one other person. I don't know. That kind and it's of the same. I mean, they're they're repeating yeah. now the same dates, the same scenarios, and it's just so old. It's ongoing. So old. Do you get invested in the romance of it all? Because I do. I buy into the when they're falling in love. I'm like, oh, you know, like tearing up watching. Or do you just like it's all fake? No, it depends. I, mean, I think it depends who the couples are. Yeah. One thing about the batch that I find strange is that. It is sort of known as being like kind of the most like produced reality show, right? Like it kind of has that stigma. Like it's almost like it's the stigma of it's like one of the fakest shows, but I get more invested in it and buy into the stuff they do on The Bachelor, like more on Housewives. Like, like I said, I was watching Vanderpump Rules, which was a very authentic show at one point. I'm thinking, this is fake. This is fake. This is fake with The Bachelor. I'm more like, yes, this happened. Like, <laughs> like taking it more face value. Like, that's just how good it is, I think, with how well, well they I also it. think when you come to Bachelor people, they don't have the notoriety 
Bravo people are going in knowing they're getting a paycheck yeah. for being on this Bravo show. Nobody's getting paid for being on Bachelor in Paradise. Well, maybe Bachelor in Paradise. But when you go on The yeah. Bachelor, you're not being paid as one of the contestants unless you're the lead. So they're all just going in fresh. And there's something fun and innocent about that. And then when you do have the people that have been like, Demi was just doing it for the cameras. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, I love Demi, so... Uh, I am obsessed. I hope they bring her back again. Like. Oh God! Oh God! I, you know what I enjoyed about Demi? The downfall of Demi on this season of Bachelor in Paradise. She just thinks she's coming in being hot shit. I know she kind of is though. Like that's what's so interesting as well with it is that like there's this hierarchy of popularity within the Bachelor thing of how many followers do you have and how many other opportunities and sponsorships do you get and other shows you get to be on. So when you reach a level like a Demi who has done so like she was on like good morning america talking about her fake lesbian relationship and stuff like she's had she was just on one of those she was on some dating show i saw that was like a mainstream date like she does a lot of stuff so i enjoy seeing the the ego from them because it's just sort of like shows what this (laughs) world really is yeah demi was too much i mean i want tammy back though tammy's my i do like tammy i do like tammy i felt bad Tammy Tammy. understands the assignment (laughs) yeah she she understood the assignment on her peter season and then she really truly like she's like took it to another level on bachelor paradise i felt bad for her because i felt like she finally thought she found love with Thomas, but then it was like, oh, no. The minute Becca walked in, Tammy was done. Well, that, that's why you've got to question some of Thomas's intentions, because, again, Becca's the big the big name in Paradise with all the followers and the fame and stuff, so being with Becca is a much better meal ticket than being with Tammy. Becca went for him, so imagine yeah. that. That was the difference. I don't think he would have yeah. gone for Becca, because they were there together for a little bit of time before... Thomas and Becca got together, but it was when Becca showed interest, Tom was like, okay, all right, Becca. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't like Becca anyway. Um, I thought actually what she did to Garrett was, I thought she treated Garrett really badly. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett, I, here's what I say about Becca. Her picker was off because Garrett was an idiot. It, all she saw in him was remnants of her father and that's what she's going for and i thought that was a bad match whatever he's very happy now yeah well that was definitely i didn't realize how different they were because you kind of actually a lot of the women on there i mean i guess because bachelor has that that sort of midwest stigma as well that you sort of assume everyone is like midwest and very conservative so i was I assumed that about her kind of watching the show. And then when you realize, oh no, she's actually like very like liberal and cosmopolitan. And then he is like a lot more conservative. So that was obviously just. Yeah. It wasn't going to, it wasn't going to match. All right. I want to talk one more show with you because it's one we disagree on. And that is welcome to Plathville. (laughs) This is another show. It's non Bravo. We just like this show. It's a little kooky. Did we turn you on to this show, Jacques? Um, it was you and it was, it was, it was a few different people and it had been on my watch list for a while. And I just thought this looks like such a weird, interesting show. <laughs> and then I ended up binging all of the first season. I've only watched, I think maybe a third of season two. So that's as far I start showing, cause there's just so many shows. Yeah. Like, I start shows and then I don't finish them even though I love them, but I probably will go back to, to Plathville, but, um, it's, it's such a unique reality show compared to a lot of ones. Like the people are just so bizarre and the family dynamics are like very relatable. And you guys gave me a lot of shit because I am on the mom's, the parents' side, basically. And we want to know why, why are you on their side? They're so controlling and so deranged. We hate them. 
I think they're really good parents. They raised look. The kids turned out really well. The kids turned out good. Those but kids are despite their parents. They, <laughs> they 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 raised beautiful children with good values. I think that's great to not give the kids sugar. If I have a kid, they're not having fucking sugar. You're a fucking liar. I, I gotta wait till you have a kid. There's no way. Everybody who doesn't have kids thinks this way. Yeah, I know. Everyone thinks that I'm going to read and be so strict and do this and then when you actually have them. But I will say that I'm quite a strict dad dog because I have a dog. Chunky. You would think, yeah, Chive Chunky. And he does get a lot of love and affection and stuff, but he is not spoiled with like treats. Like I'm not showering him with treats and things like that. I'm like very, like I yell at him all the time and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm actually like, feel like I would be the strict, the strict parent. So but it's I don't not know, but... just strict. There's a different level of what they do to their children. It's controlling. These are parents that went to college that lived a full life. Yet they tell their children college isn't important. Let's homeschool you. I will teach you all that I know, which isn't much because they can't get into a college because they're not being taught by Kim appropriately. And, you know, and then they get older. And unless you fall in line with what exactly they want you to do, then you're going to hate them. There's no way you're not going to rebel against your parents unless you fall in line with exactly how you were raised. And they're not prepared to go out in the real world and live on their own because they've been in such a controlled environment without, you know, TV. And can you imagine no TV? Well, <laughs> no they phone. They broke free pretty. I, I don't think, look, one thing is that I will say, I don't think the upbringing was as strict as the show portrays. I think people have outed some continuity, like some production error where it's like, okay, they've, they did have access to it. Like one of them had a computer in his room in like season one or two, like that it looked like a gaming PC. So Oh no, it was a flight uh, simulator because he's gonna oh, be okay. he's gonna be a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they have a few a little a few more freedoms. Um I think that like I get the rebelling against them for sure. Like I moved out at sixteen and I actually like I watch Mariah and I kind of can relate to and I'm from a smaller town, and then I moved to the city. So I totally relate to growing up in a smaller town, wanting to have that big city lifestyle, being like, I don't fit in here, and then 16 and taking off. So I get it, and that's one reason as well that I uh, like the show as well, because I connect to it on that level. But I don't like how Olivia treated the parents, because mm-hmm. if you're coming into a family, you need to show a certain level of respect to the parents, even when you don't agree, like there is that kind of hierarchy. And I felt like she really came in as in like, I'm going to modernize this family. And this is my husband. Cause she's really young. She's like, like 21 or something on the first season. I'm not sure how old she is now, probably 23, maybe 22. Uh, and yeah, I feel like she really didn't respect Kim and was rude to Kim all the time. And Kim would come over and try and make conversations. She'd be like, oh, Kim's just hovering and trying to hear what I'm saying. It's like, I felt like Kim tried to put an effort and wanted the, a family unit. And Olivia wasn't willing to budge at all and just isn't showing respect to them. And um, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I think you've got to respect the your partner's parents. Yes, I do agree with a little bit of that. Olivia is a little more progressive, although she grew up very closed off like they did. I mean, that's the reason why they connected. So you heard the rumor that Lydia's special friend, who's one of the daughters who has a prayer closet and lives in there. um, I love her. Her special friend is possibly Olivia's brother. 
Oh, oh my God. That is so juicy. So juicy. But I do agree that Olivia, like she married Ethan. Ethan is just a good guy who wants to stay in his little small town, but she wants to spread her wings. So she's telling him, well, I'm growing and you're not. So you can stay here. I'm going to go spread my wings. I mean, right now they're split up. I, oh, are they? Yeah. I didn't know that. She just left. She's been gone for a couple weeks at this point, living with her friend. But he's kind of lost. It's interesting because he doesn't really want to have a relationship with his parents, but he wants to have a relationship with his brothers and sisters. So he wants to stay in this town, and she wants to go. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. Um. Well, look, looks like Kim was right about Olivia all along. <gasps> look at that. Oh, um, <laughs> no. You know, that... The thing is, there has to be some compromise, okay? Because I, of course, the kids need to be, like, more liberal and experience more of the real world and, like, get out of their bubble and everything. Like, absolutely. But uh, the approach that Olivia took was, like, it's all my way and the highway and we're not doing any compromise and it is going to be my rules. And I think Kim was more willing to, to work with her. And even the little things, like, again, I'm not fully up to date, but when they said, oh, look, the kids can't be around you when we're not there. Of course, that's like an insane rule. But at the same time, like you couldn't even respect it. Like maybe if you had followed the rule for a while and worked on your relationship with Kim, then she would have eased up and been like, okay, now the kids can see you without me around. No, you Kim know? is so, fucking Olivia- psycho. You're not going to convince <laughs> me that that was right. <laughs> Kim, is the, Kim is the most controlling parent. And Barry, her husband, is... Barry. Oh, God. We haven't seen Barry this season. Here's the other thing with regard to this show. Kim is the one who decided to do this show. So it's really interesting that she wants to keep her family in this little bubble, but then she decides to do the show. Well, that's why I'm like, maybe she's not as bad as we think. And she does give them like she says, this is going to be an opportunity for you guys. But it's like, I don't know, does Mika really need to do He's doing glamour modeling. Like, it's not, it's not even real Also, modeling. this last episode, he's, like, not even replying to text messages from the modeling agency. Yeah. Is he over it or something? I don't or, know. I mean, that's all he's doing, like, I think. Yeah, he's not, doesn't have much else going on. No. I don't know. I think I like the pair. I like all, honestly, I like all of them. I see where they're all coming from. The only one I don't like that much is Olivia. Because I feel like <laughs> Olivia, to me, is like that that stepdaughter that came in and tore her family apart. <laughs> she she is. I mean, you're not wrong in that she is tearing them. It is because okay, of her. She, it she is, is because of Wait, her. You both as as mothers. Okay, if your sons brought home someone like Olivia that was not showing you guys any respect mm. with any boundaries or rules that you put up and was yeah, I don't, I don't like away. you putting me in this position. <laughs> <laughs> How would you you would react like Kim? Po- possibly, yeah, po- possibly. Yeah. You would react worse than Kim. I think Kim's <laughs> tried to be understanding. You would be like, "This is some bullshit." You'd be like, "Listen, Missy, like you would not cop that." You're so, not wrong. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. You're not, you're, not wrong. You're, you're never 100 wrong. I will give you that. There's always a little bit that we agree with you. That's what's so fun about listening to your podcast. Yours isn't really just reality. You have lots of interviews, and you're such a good interviewer, Jacques. I mean, I literally cannot wait until your podcast and your Patreon come out. 
Thank you. Yeah, I try to, um, I definitely try to do the good interviews and stuff and I appreciate all your support. Like you definitely were supporting me from the start when everyone was like, who is this guy with these crazy um, PC opinions about these reality shows? And, you know, even though we disagree, we, I feel like I steer a lot of people. The last episode that I did with about Erica Jane, Erica Jane derangement syndrome. Like I did get a lot of messages of people going, oh, look, I still hate her, but you're right. And maybe I can, if I was covering Plathville more, I, I would be going hard for team. Team give <laughs> <laughs> all day. Well, you are going to have a lot of fun stories because the last Patreon, you threw your mother under the bus and it was quite, <laughs> quite funny. Well, you guys, I move, I'm basically moving back to Plathville in my real life. <laughs> I'm leaving the big city and going back to Plathville and going back to live with my version of Kim. So <laughs> maybe, actually, maybe, uh, maybe I won't be Team Kim anymore after I'm back living with my parents again. So oh, I can't wait to me. hear this. Thank you, Jacques, for coming on. We always love having you. Uh, we love chatting with you. Follow Unpopular on Instagram, the Unpopular yes, just Podcast. Look me up. Yeah. Un- Unpopular with Jacques Peterson on Instagram and Twitter is at UnpopularJP. Sub to the show. Check it out. It's a lot of Bravo type stuff, but I do cover other topics and things too. And it's definitely a different perspective than a lot of the other Bravo podcasts in particular. So you're getting, even if you listen to all of the other ones, you'll get something a little bit different from mine. I have celebrity interviews and I have a few coming up and I have my weird friends on there too that I <laughs> pluck off of Twitter. So it's, it's a good time. Thank you. There is nothing like a day. Nothing. There is nothing you can name that is anything like a day.